0: You are listening to episode 151, and today I have Tracy Litt on the show. She and I have an incredible conversation around how to break free from your blocks and fears in order to live the life not only that you want to live, but that you deserve to live. This is one you don't want to miss. Take a listen. Hey, friends, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle, the podcast where we have real, raw, and honest talk about life as mothers. I'm your host, Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. I'm a certified counselor, personal development mentor for mothers, an author, and a published photographer. I know, quite a mix of things, right? <laughs> Becoming a wife to my main squeeze 10 years ago was a dream come true. I was on cloud nine. I was a new wife. I had just started my counseling career, and my life was organized, and I had energy to do all of the things. Fast forward five years from then, I had left my career. I was home with two babies while building my photography business and was hardly able to keep my head above water. Despite having an amazing husband, healthy children, and a beautiful home, I felt completely lost in my overwhelm. I was burnt out and then I hit rock bottom in my daily debilitating anxiety and I thought, this cannot be happily ever after. There has to be more than this. And guess what? what, Mama. There is. I get you. I hear you. I see you. I am you. I believe that every single mother can rewrite her story no matter what chapter she's on. You deserve more than the disheveled, burnt out, anxiety-ridden version of yourself that is hardly able to keep her head afloat. It's in this podcast that I am sharing how you can do that. Every week, I'm chatting about all of the tools and knowledge that I've collected over the past few years. These are the tools that not only pulled me out of survival mode, but are allowing me to thrive in motherhood. And guys, oh my gosh, I love my life so much. And it can be you too. Each episode, whether it's just me chatting or an interview with an amazing guest. It's going to be jam-packed with content, inspiration, and heart. Are you ready to rewrite your story? Well, grab my hands and let's do this. Hey everyone, welcome back to Same Boat Huddle, the podcast. My name is Erin Miller of Erin Joyce Co. and I have the most phenomenal guest for you today. Her name is Tracy Lit. I am the, well, just to be funny, I'm lit after this conversation. She's She is so inspirational. And whether you are a female entrepreneur or not, this is you are going to end this episode with your mouth hanging open a little bit and just thinking, I can do it. I can do this life. I can create the life I want. I can step into my fear. I can befriend my fear and create the life I want to live. And I'm so, I'm just so excited for you to listen to it. So let me tell you a little bit about Tracy. She is a leading mindset teacher and spiritual advisor for female leaders and entrepreneurs, a rapid transformational hypnotherapist, best-selling author, and TEDx speaker. Tracy is a powerhouse of energy. She is stunningly direct while remaining playful, loving, and supportive. Tracy is the creator of Mind Magic and The Choice Method, a powerful methodology to elevate happiness, prosperity, and fulfillment. One choice at a time. Her work has served thousands of women across the globe and has been featured in Entrepreneur, Fast Company, Thrive Global, and Inc.com. Her book, Worthy Human, is a number one bestseller in spiritual growth and mindset. She truly is just a powerhouse and in the most grounded, uh, incredible way. And this conversation is insanely inspirational. Um, you will feel you'll feel something new after listening to it. So without any more explanation, take this in. You are going to love it. She also gives away a really special treat. I'm going to be doing it too. Probably did it by the time you listen to this. So be sure you listen so you get her really special offer at the end of the episode. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for joining us on Same Boat Huddle. I'm so excited to have you here because a lot of people I just meet right when we me on Zoom, and immediately I'm like, We have to re- just start recording because I can feel we're going to miss a lot of awesome golden nuggets if we don't hit record right away. So, thank you so much for being here. Hi, I'm really
1: excited to hang out with you, and I'm like in this beautiful, mushy Friday morning vibe, yes. drinking yes. my coffee. So, I can feel it. Some good stuff's coming, everyone. Listening.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I know this is going to be a good one. I can feel it. And as we were joking while you're in. Florida, you originally were born in Brooklyn, New York, and got two East Coast gals together. Yes. And you can't see what it looks like, but That's right. you can feel That's it. Right.
1: <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were visually expressing the energy of being a Northeasterner. Yes. In, in what I like to call the green room, right? That space we're in before we hit record.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just a, there's just a zest. It is a zest. <laughs> it is. I love it. So tell us a little bit about you and what you do. So we know who you are and everything you bring to the world. Wow. Such a big question. I want
1: you to do my best to answer it. Yeah. Um, so I am a mindset teacher. I am a leadership coach and a spiritual advisor for female leaders and entrepreneurs. And what that really means is that I help you eradicate the great lie of your unworthiness. That is the underpinning of why you're really not showing up as the fullest expression of yourself. And there is no gray, there's iteratives of it and there's levels of it. But if we really just get down to what, what do we need to do? We need to do our worth work. And then um, in addition to that, I also teach you how to not let your mind lead. Because as I've observed so many beautiful humans that I have worked with or just simply observed, when we are playing the I'm not enough game and we are letting our mind lead, we are always blocked from what we say we want. So it's in that kind of core work and then with a uh, an emphasis on fear because fear is a secondary component to what really stops us. It's, I don't feel enough. And I have a really twisted relationship with my fear. Um, So that's kind of the depth of the work we do. And the quickest way for me to explain it is I help you become the next level version of yourself. And that version of you already exists inside the vision of what you say you want how you want to feel, how you want to show up in the world, the energy you want to admit, the version of yourself that you wake up thinking about becoming, we're just going to go have you be her now. And in that, we play with metacognition and spirituality and law of attraction and quantum physics and neuroscience and and somatic work and all of it. But you don't even realize that we're playing with your energetics. Because when you truly are in the embodiment, it just happens. There's no extra efforting. You're still working. Don't get me wrong. I am not a fan of saying, oh, you just make a vision board and just sit back. No, (laughs) that's inaccurate. Um, I love vision boards. And I happen to believe that there is a place for every component from affirmations, right, to deep hypnosis. I'm also a hypnotherapist. I believe in everything. You just need to start doing it. And you need to do it consistently. So that's, that's the quick and dirty. Oh,
0: I love that so much. And I'm also thinking about how your bio shares that you, if Tony Robbins and Brene Brown had a baby, and I'm sitting here thinking that's so accurate. <clears throat> that's exactly what I'm hearing. Thank <laughs> that's you. Incredible. So why, and I, so what you're explaining, I see a lot in my own clients and the program that I run. And, um, And exactly what you said, I feel like a lot of women become blocked, sometimes in even being able to visualize what it is that they do want and what they do want to be. Where do those blocks come from? How do we put them there?
1: Yeah. Oh my goodness. So when it comes to not being able to vision, there's a few kind of potentials at play. The first one being the sheer unfamiliarity and unsafety that your system feels when you are asked, or even when you choose to think bigger than what your current reality shows you, right? Because something that's really critical, uh, which is really the art of change is your system is actively working against you every step of the way your mind body is going, nope, don't visualize. I don't want you to change. I don't want you to go there because if you visualize, you're going to want to go there. And if you want to go there, you're going to go live in the unfamiliar. And if you live in the unfamiliar, we're going to be really uncomfortable and we can only perceive that as death. So we're going to be over here, literally pulling you in the opposite direction, right? Trying to feed you thoughts to get you go. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want. I can't visualize. And you believe them because no one ever taught you to not let your mind lead, right? So the first piece that that sometimes blocks is that um, your system is working against you and it feels like it's unsafe. So it is actively um, trying to stop you from seeing a bigger vision. The second piece um, often is because you never really were asked what you wanted in your life. You were never really given the space to have an idea, to have a vision, to believe in yourself enough, right? I mean, we are so controlled. We are so, I visualize it like this: We are so all pushed down the lazy river in the same direction at the same pace with the same order of operations, with the same milestones to celebrate. And it is such bullshit. And it Mm -hmm. is such a part of what we all need to work to change. So that would be another component of it. Um, I would say those would be the two kind of biggest things that would block you from being able to vision. And in that becomes the, I just don't know, or, you know, and fear it's, you know, fear of, this is actually the third thing. If I vision it and I feel it and I see it, one of two things then happens in your head. Well, Oh God, then I'm going to have to go do it. No retreat, retreat, retreat. (laughs) Right. Or the lack of belief that it's possible Mm -hmm. because so, and I see this in all of the beautiful women that I serve in the beginning, knowing like, you know, like, you know, like, you know, that if you can vision it and once you connect to yourself that deeply, it means it already exists somewhere. And that needs to give you the opposite of fear that needs to let you exhale because baby, all you need to do is align then. Take, take the right action, be in the right energy. And then it's yours. So,
0: yes. Mm -hmm. And that can be very scary.
1: Everything is scary. Yes. Every, every that's, so my TEDx, which is called dear fear. It's not you. It's me was based on this because I was out for a run one day. um, And this was like probably about 18 months into my business, the lit factor, And I was like doing all the things and there was a lot of plateauing. There was some movement and it was, you know, I'm I'm using air quotes. You can't see me like it was successful. Right. And it was, And, and, and there was clients and things were happening and I was speaking, but it was like a plateau and I knew I had a lot more to give and it was much bigger. And I, from day one of deciding to leave out of corporate to come do this, I know what I'm here to give. I know what my talents are. And I'm here for world domination, changing the world, like actually changing the world. Um, And I was out on a run one day and it occurred to me, oh my God, like I was running and I stopped in my tracks. I was like, oh my God, Trey, it's not, the fear is not the problem. You're the problem. And I came back home and I opened up my laptop and out came basically the idea in my body was a dear John breakup letter, but to fear. Mm. Right. And once I did that and realized like, stop waiting for the fear to not be there. And stop buying things that tell you you're fearless because that's inaccurate, right? Your fear is biological. And when we truly get that, then we understand it's doing a phenomenal job. So when it fills your heads with doubt about going and doing that Facebook Live or making that offer or telling your spouse you're leaving for the weekend to go to the retreat or whatever it is, know that you are more powerful than your fear. And the only reason why it's showing up is because you're doing something unfamiliar. Not because you shouldn't be doing it. In fact, the fear becomes the indication of the growth and expansion.
0: Mm. So in in essence, we can change the perspective in recognizing fear with curiosity. And seeing, oh, I see you fear. That means I'm on the right track. You're getting bigger. That means I'm on the right track. Yes, yes. And changing the relationship.
1: Yes, you have to dramatically change the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I teach this in Mind Magic, which is my core huge program. Uh, It's in the Worthy Human book. I guide you through writing your own letter. uh, Because in that moment, everything changed. I became in the driver's seat and fear knew that it works for me not the other way around, mm-hmm. right? And then what we do with it is we love it. I think another huge misconception is people are like, feel the fear, do it anyway, overcome, push through. Oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. Terrible idea.
0: <laughs> we are cut from the same cloth, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: because what that does, that that inherently is resistance. Mm-hmm. And when you resist and push against something, it gets louder and more pervasive. So what do you do? You take responsibility for it. And you love it. You bring it towards you, right? And in the TEDx, I guide you through this physical exercise, which is great because you can see the TEDx. Mm-hmm. And you love it, and you hold it, and you thank the fear, like, "Thanks, bud. I like I know you here because you think I'm going to die, but I'm totally not. I'm just building my dreams." So sit right here on my lap, and let's go do the thing, right? And now you do it from such a such a place of calm and ease, right? Which is essential because change happens at the speed of safety. And you've got to be working with your nervous system and then you can do anything you want.
0: I love that so much. And I love it because this is exactly how I work with women through uh, those who suffer from anxiety. So that's, that's the crux of what I work with because that's my experience as well. And recognizing it in exactly the same way that when we experience that crippling anxiety, you know, it comes in is threatening to take your whole day away, right? Like I can't even do (laughs) what I need to do today to just take care of, like keep my kids alive and recognizing that when we fight against it and when we're white knuckling it and being like, no anxiety, you're not coming in, you're not coming in. Mm -hmm. That's when it starts to feel worse. And I have found through my healing and my process, that same exact concept of saying like, Oh, Hey, you're here what is it why are you here what you know and just having that relationship with it but also saying i know you're here cuz you think i'm in trouble and mm-hmm. that i need you but i'm okay and yeah. i don't need you here and i found and it feels cheesy but actually having that conversation there are times that i actually talk out loud and be like oh hey anxiety yeah, no so it's i appreciate it, I'm, you mm-hmm. i'm thrilled
1: you do that because it works
0: it really does we have
1: to which which then kind of leads you down the road of your journey, your mini mean, yours, mine, everyone's right. journey of releasing self judgment, because the only reason why we don't stop and do certain things is because your mind is so incessantly judging you to say, I don't want to talk out loud. This is weird. I don't want mm-hmm. like clearly what you're doing is not working. So right. why not get beyond yourself and yeah. try something else?
0: Yeah, that's amazing. I want to go back to a point that you made, because I think it's it's relevant because I also brought this up recently of recognizing how essentially conditioned we become that when we are these little children and I, anybody who's listening, who has small children, like younger than age seven at least, but even younger than that, they're so incredibly intuitive in being able to understand when they're hungry, when they're tired, when they're not tired. And we immediately begin to condition them into, but this is when you're supposed to. Now we can go down the rabbit hole of, you know, we can't have a free for all and have people grow up without any boundaries at all. But recognizing how, you know, my kids are in school and how they're being told when they can go to the bathroom and when they can eat lunch. And all of these things, and I have, this is one of my most difficult, silly parenting things, but I I just despise character clothing and shoes and the glitter and the, it's just like, Wah. but I've realized it's, I cannot take that away from my kids, that if they want that, and I shared this on my social media this week that both kids needed new sneakers and I let them pick them. I hate both of them. But I didn't say that to them because Uh, I need them to have their own autonomy and to know that what they intuitively want in their life is right for them. And they can't change what they're getting and what they want in their life to appease me.
1: Oh my God. I love you so much. This is, you guys, this is such gold. Um, And I will say, because I know your children are elementary age. um, Mine are almost out of the house. So my first one leaves in a month. <laughs> um, the next one leaves the next year. The one next one leaves right after that. Um, so I've seen the development of allowing your child the freedom to be who they are, and you're doing an amazing job, Erin. Thank you. Thank you. It's a. It's a. It's a, it, it needs to be validated. It deserves to be validated. Thanks. You know. And here's the. Here's the journey that you get to be on when you do that with them. Releasing your control and not tying your worth to your children.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so big!
1: It's I'm mixed. here,
0: like oh, these are just sneakers, but wow! <laughs> oh no no no
1: no 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 no! no. Um, something I observe a lot through my clients and through I've done uh, teen camps, and so I work I work with women now exclusively. Um, But I'm always out and about and serving and doing things and you notice things. And even with my kids and watching dynamics with myself and my daughter or my husband and my daughter, when something doesn't go right in basketball, how that impacts him. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What is this really about? Right. So in that moment, when our kids pick out the flashiest, ugliest and it's, and when they walk, it lights up and it makes you guys and you're like, (laughs) okay, like, why don't you get the cute converse? Like, they're so cute. They're gray. They go with your outfit. Right. Like, who is that really about? Right. And it gives you an opportunity to be like, hold on because the deepest truth is the only way for us to allow our kids to become who their divine soul is here to become is when we detach connecting our worth to who they are and how they're being and what they choose. Right. And that's a yeah, journey.
0: I, yeah. And I'm, I'm just excited for them, but I think there's going to be, a shift with this generation of our children who are being raised by people who are more aware and more spiritual, like you and me to see how that begins to shift things. But I see that that's, that's what's happening with a lot of us adults that we're not, we're so detached from our own knowing because, and that's what creates more fear because it's like, well, I really want the flashy sneakers, but I was always told that that's not right. And that scares me. And I, the work you're doing there is just so powerful Thank you. Yeah.
1: Um there's so many places I want to go because I'm just loving this conversation so much. So what you're saying is spot on in that I believe, and every beautiful interview I get to have, I speak about this because it needs to be spread. I believe we are in the midst of a consciousness revolution. Yes. Like it absolutely. is here, it is upon us. And if COVID didn't wake you up, I have no idea what the hell you're waiting for. Yeah. Like like what? Yeah. Right? It's okay. It's okay to do the work to heal your wounds, to grow, to learn how to think, to allow yourself to become the fullest potential of who you are. I know it feels scary. I sat in fear for two years. One of the reasons why fear is one of my areas of expertise at this point is not just because of a knowledge base, but because when I said, I'm leaving this corporate job, my soul is dying. I was 12 years the VP of human resources for a healthcare firms, right? And I, it was great. Like I was good, they were good. I worked from home. I got to speak. I made a lot of money. You know all those lazy river order of operations things. I I nailed it. I was at the holy grail, right? I was there. Yeah. Why was I still totally unfulfilled? Right. So, but in order to make that leap, I sat in fear for two years, Aaron, like I knew what I was going to do. I had talked to the coaching school. I was going to do adult learning at I, the enrollment page was up for two years. And every time I would go, I had so many conversations with the admissions director. God bless them for not just being like, dude, I'm done talking to you because I was so, I was, I, I rode that fence better than anyone and what it sounded like in my head and felt like in my body was what if you suck? What if this mm-hmm. is too much of a risk? What if it doesn't work? What if they think this, 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 and you, what if all, what if in the rabbit hole of hell downward spiral direction? Right. And that's when I started to realize, okay, I have to do something different. My body was tight. I was just afraid and it wasn't until a night on a beach patio pitch black. All I could hear were the waves. I couldn't even see them so quiet for my, 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 now what I teach is my highest self, right? What would she do? She comes to me and she's like, you want to die like this? Like you're going to get to the end of their life and no one's going to get out alive, you're going to choose to sit in fear and not do the thing. Why? Because you're afraid to feel the feelings of embarrassment and risk and it was literally like, done, got up and enrolled that night at mm-hmm. that hotel. Mm-hmm. And it has been smooth and fabulous since, right? Mm-hmm. But just really recognizing, and I kind of went on a tangent, that we are in a generation where we know more, where we understand that neuroplasticity is a thing. We understand energetics in a different way. We understand compassion. We understand empathy. We understand oneness. We understand love, mm-hmm. Right. It's time to wake up and it requires every single one of us. Don't just sit back and watch the revolution. That's unhelpful. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, what do I get to heal? What's happening inside of me right now that's creating that experience that I'm having with my boss or with my team or with my child or with my spouse? You are the cause of every effect. Let it in.
0: Mm, that's so powerful. I call that the deathbed decisions. Yep. And I, I've gotten to a point I'm pretty unapologetic. And I think I probably trigger a lot of people, whether they recognize it or not, that anything I do in a day, I ask myself, like, if I'm on my deathbed tomorrow, am I going to be like, Oh, I wish I went for the walk. I wish I closed my computer an hour earlier. You know, I wish I played with my kid instead of went and did the dishes. I wish I moved my family across the country because I always wanted to do it. So big or small, I, I'm always using that as my gauge of if I'm laying on my deathbed tomorrow, Yeah. what do I want to do today? Yeah, I love,
1: I love that. And I love that you're doing that as well. You know, the um, opening line of the TEDx and the last line of my book is someone once told me the definition of hell. On my last day on Earth, the person I became will meet the person I could have become.
0: Mm, oh, I just got full body
1: chills. Me too. Me too. That has been the guiding Ugh. the guiding statement in everything I do, and in all the way I teach my students and clients.
0: Mm, that's right? so powerful. I mean, if that you just almost see that visually.
1: You do. It's mm-hmm. literally you sitting there and going, this is who I am. And then the person that you could have become just kind of walks by you and it's like, Hmm. Yeah. Coulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Right. It, and it truly is that. And I want to stay here because I think it's imperative for the beautiful listeners, right? You and I are clearly already on this train, but beautiful people are listening to this podcast so that they can also, right. So as you're listening when you get to that gorgeous last breath, that by the way is not like an if; it's a win, right? Which I actually want to bring about a, a sense of levity for you, not intensity, right? No one gets out alive. Calm down, relax. Okay, mm-hmm. like that, that's I teach the power of levity, and that's like a key point of it. Like seriously, you're going to have that moment, and there's only one of two options that occur without gray. Option one: You look back on the timeline of your life and you reflect, and you're like, "Yes, I did it. I failed. I succeeded. I used my voice. I fell on my face. I had a blast. I stayed out late. I slept in. I did all the uh, yes. I, I, I took ownership. I showed my kids where I was wrong. I, you know, all the things. You're just like, yes, 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 and you just feel so fulfilled, not because it was perfect. Not because it was all deemed successful through our warped paradigm of success, okay? But because you played the game full out, you let go of your not enoughness after you heard this podcast, you signed up for a program and you did something to help yourself, right? Or option two, should you look back on your timeline and you're like, shit, it's over. I could have done this. I would have done this. If I had one more day, I just would have done this. I mean, come on, the energy of those two options, Mm -hmm. you get to make a decision. And when you decide, then you get to do the work every day to support that decision.
0: Yeah. And I, I think coming back to another point that you brought up that that work there's an ease that comes with that when you really lean into who you are and what, I don't know if I want to say purpose is maybe, but just really leaning into you and your soul and allowing fear to be there. But instead, when we lean into the fear, that's when things feel like such a climb and so hard. <clears throat> so because of that, I think we equate work to feeling really hard, mm-hmm. but to recognize that the work we're talking about Yes. You have to just like, you can't do a vision board and sit back.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. But the work to create that vision isn't going to feel like such a polarity and a contrast and the same kind of hard as when we're working with our fear against our fear. Yeah. Oh
1: my, uh, yeah. Phenomenal point. So your real purpose. Now this is my, this is my teaching through what I believe purpose really is. And I believe that, Personal growth conflates purpose and passion. Okay, passion is what you get to do. What are you passionate about? Yeah, you can totally monetize it. Yes, it's going to be soul fulfilling. Okay, I wake up every day that w- getting on with you. This is not work. Are you kidding? Right? We <laughs> <Are you> kidding? <laughs> That's ridiculous. Right? This is passion. When I get on and teach group coaching, when I speak, when I hold a retreat, whatever I'm doing, writing, passion, passion, passion. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Our purpose, however is not the thing we monetize. It's not the business. Our purpose as spiritual beings having a human experience, which let's just stay there for a second, let that in. And more importantly, listen for the resistance. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. If you're currently struggling to believe that, that's okay. But please acknowledge it to yourself because that's the first place you need to get, because this isn't like Tracy's ideas on life. This is science, Mm -hmm. okay? So when you're a spiritual being having a human experience, your purpose as that being is healing, growing and expanding, right? That's what the work is. That's what inner work is. That's what personal growth work is. It's taking a look at the wound from when you were six years old and weren't invited to that girl's birthday party and sat in your room and cried. For like all day, and you're still carrying around the fact that you don't matter a little bit, and whether or not you realize it, it's showing up in how you're not making offers in your business, hmm. right? That's a healing, a beautiful, and 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 we get to. We don't have to. We get to. Yes. Because every time you heal a wound, you like, uh, you know, uh, you like kind of like break out. You're like your chest rises and your boobies go out and your shoulders <laughs> drop and you're like
0: yes. <laughs> I
1: am, if I was, I mattered this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's like, and then you get to grow and we, we must learn how to think differently. Neuroplasticity is real. You know, now it's confirmed. It's been decades now, you know, just letting your mind lead and believing the thoughts that are brought to you by your fear and your ego and your past experiences are only going to bring you more of the same. That's also very fun. And then expanding, which kind of loops us back to the vision question we were talking about in the beginning, right? Like, Uh, What if you played the game? How good can this get? Then what? Mm -hmm. Because what's beautiful about that is when you're living into that purpose of doing the inner work, number one, you feel amazing. And the truest definition of success through the lens of the consciousness revolution is how many hours of the day do I feel phenomenal? It's not an external measurement. It's an internal measurement, right? Mm -hmm. And then when you're living through that lens, everything you thought you wanted starts to shift or naturally grow, right? Because that third Louis Vuitton purse that you thought you needed to feel like you were enough, you're like, yep, nope, I wanna go to that retreat. Yes,
0: <laughs> our values shift so much. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and it doesn't
1: mean to go without nice things. Actually, Oprah and Eckhart Tolle had a fabulous uh, conversation about this, the, the material materials, right, um, mm-hmm. possessions. Topic. And it doesn't mean that you don't love beautiful things and appreciate and enjoy them, but how you feel and who you are and your wholeness has nothing to do with them. And if they were all to magically disappear in the morning, it would have zero effect on your inner environment. Right? So fun.
0: Yeah. I recently shared a quote. I'm not going to remember what it was verbatim, but it was. <clears throat> something or oh how many people would you impress if the world were blind oh and that's God. what it rem- yeah that just including yourself right <laughs> yes. that's exactly what it made me think of it, that was a punch in the face when I read that I was like oh dang because <laughs> wow. it makes you think about how we really are mm-hmm. like even with social media while <clears throat> a lot of social media is now um audio, you know, like whether it's stories or podcasts or whatever, we still are so obsessed with our brand and our colors and, you know, what our grids look like and all, all of that. And it's like, how much does that matter? Really? Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm.
1: Well, it doesn't, it's a vanity metric.
0: Yes. And, and,
1: and sometimes for depending on the intention or what you're looking for, right? Like if you're looking to get a traditional book deal, That matters, right? It depends on what your intention is. The the following matters and certain components matter, right? But it depends on what the intention is. I love what you just said because it supports the mission of being you, being the fullest expression of yourself, right? Like really allowing yourself to just take me or leave me either way. Awesome right. And not from a place of then judgment or feeling passive aggressive about it, but simply just being like, okay, this is who I am. The sooner you do that, the sooner the people that are with you magnet magnetized towards you and the people that are not with you, you know, uh, what's the
0: opposite of, I, I never know. Just that it's like the opposing force, right?
1: Yeah. What well, there's a word for it
0: though. I, know. I haven't
1: <laughs> had enough coffee yet to know that <laughs> word. Um, but yeah, I totally get that and I I really love that. Thank you for sharing it. Yeah, that was absolutely. Yeah.
0: So tell me, how can women, you know, I think there's like almost a two step here where it's first really identifying what is it that I want in my life, you know? And we that that's a whole conversation which we've really dug into, but then how how can a woman then be more receiving because I think so many women can can get to a point of visualizing and saying this is what I want in my life. I identify the fear, I identify the limiting belief, but then I think so many women, I almost see it as a defense mechanism of, I don't cry and I am strong. And really I'm using my hands showing like, it just becomes this block of then not. And I see it truly as like wounded masculine and divine feminine, Mm -hmm. meaning we stand in a wounded masculine and that we're afraid to Uh, embrace that divine feminine because it's that fear of weakness that if I allow myself to feel the feelings, if I allow the vulnerability that, that in turn is part of our fear. So how, how do we become more receiving in then creating that life that we want? Mm
1: -hmm. Well, besides the obvious answer of do the work and -hmm. stop trying to find a magic pill and shortchange yourself. Yes. Uh, Like (laughs) The only reason why the work isn't working is because you're not actually doing it consistently enough for it to show you that new result of what you're capable of receiving. Right. And I think it's just important. And then we'll fully go into the answer. um, Mm. You don't become your fittest, healthiest body because you join a gym. Mm. Yes. You become it because <clears throat> you drive there when you don't feel like it and you get out of the car and you go inside and you repetitively lift weights and get on a treadmill and then you drive back home and then you do it again. Oh, and again, Wait, oh, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Okay. So your inner work requires the same consistency and patience, and certainty. There's three components, right? It's patience, consistency, and certainty. And the certainty is, you know, it's already done. I know when I'm in love with the process and I show up and I take care of my body every day, I will have my healthiest body, right? I know when I wake up and I pay attention to my thoughts and I become my non-judgmental observer, and I prioritize how my body's speaking to me, I will become a better receiver. I will experience my abundance. I will not question my, whatever your desired outcomes are, right? So Mm -hmm. do the work. Um, I love what you're saying because the dark side of resilience is a part of what blocks women from receivership, right? Just exactly what you're saying. It's like, be strong. Don't be a favorite. Don't be strong. Be human. No one needs you to be strong. That is outdated. It is antiquated and it actually congests your energy dramatically, right? Just feel the feelings, feel the emotions. So there's actually a lot of, um, components to, to become a better receiver, We have to feel our feelings we must release our self judgments right we also have to know and this is the this is the biggest biggest well there's two biggest pieces you already deserve it Mm -hmm. your biggest block is that somewhere inside your psyche you don't think you deserve to receive and that shows up in not asking for what you want right? That shows up in, no, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. How, how many times have we said that? I used to be like that. All the time. No, I got it. Like, oh my God, like a Sherpa, like yeah. carrying like every, <laughs> <laughs> everything in the world. Like, no, I don't got it. Yeah. You can, you can, you can, yeah, honey, you can go clean my car for me. Sure. Yeah. You can go shut the garage door for me. Yes. Little, you start letting little tiny things Right? You ask for the help or you receive the help when it's offered. Somebody you're out to lunch with somebody and they go, oh, I'll pick up the check and you fight for 20 minutes. I Stop see. it. Mm-hmm. It's insane. Because you're because somewhere inside it feels uncomfortable to receive, I don't deserve, but you've got to identify and you get to identify what's going on there deeper, like, oh, it's really uncomfortable to let that person treat me. Ooh, it's really uncomfortable. And if we spent enough time together, it would be because I don't deserve it. I don't, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. Why don't I deserve it? Because of what happened to me when I was six, I'm still carrying it around. Right. So that really becomes like that biggest component. And then the other thing I was going to say is you don't really believe that it's safe. It's not safe to have it all. It's not safe to receive, right? You put all those things together and you're basically one big walking block to receivership. hmm
0: Yeah, I think that's something I'm exploring more lately too, possibly within myself, but I think more in general as well, that I think so many of us play very small, just Mm -hmm. like that I don't deserve, but I think more than we realize, we're scared of how big we can become. And I know Marianne Williamson has this beautiful quote about how we're actually not afraid of the dark. We're afraid of our light, but I know that's something I deal with. It's like, whoa, I don't know if I can like energetically hold the possibility of how much I want and not outwardly, but inwardly, you know?
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. And what would you have to believe and think instead? for right. you? Right. What, what would the answer be?
0: What would the answer be? <clears throat> Ask me again.
1: What would you have to believe or think to know that you can hold that energy?
0: I'm that enough can... and I'm capable is exactly what came up.
1: Beautiful. Yeah. And that's part of what needs to and gets to shift in the embedding of your next level belief system, right? Right. And when you think about the woman you're becoming, right, if we just flash to her for a second, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, she knows she's enough. She's capable. She's already in it. So what different things is she doing with Mm -hmm. ease that you are not doing right now?
0: Accepting help.
1: (laughs) There we go. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. actually so beautiful. This is what what would she do means, which is a big part. It's the third phase of my choice method, but it's the movement and it's actually mm-hmm. a gift I'm giving to everybody today, too. It's an oh, audio awesome, training. awesome. It's an audio training. Nice. So the next level of your success requires the next level of you. Mm-hmm. And when I say success, you know it means inside and out, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so in that moment, it's about you demoting yourself from being in charge. You're no longer making your own choices because you keep making them based on not feeling capable and not feeling enough, right? We get to let her lead. My she, I don't do anything for myself. I'm just like, look, I look up I, with the same direction in my office. I just look up to the right. It's always been the way it is when I think of the my vision and who I'm becoming. And I'm like, okay. Like, and I'm so connected to her. I can just close my eyes, put my hand on my heart. And I'm like, what would she do? Oh, Done move, go. Right. Mm -hmm. So that version of you that knows I am enough, because like anything that ever happened to any of us Mm -hmm. that makes you doubt you're enough, it's just lies. And we need to spend, and we get to spend a little bit more time really believing that way. I am enough. I am whole. Um, I am worthy. It's not negotiable. You can't actually do more and be more enough or do less and be less enough. That's still an external driver, right? It's not an innate knowing of your wholeness. And then from that place, it's like, yeah, okay, I'm enough. I'm capable. Now what? Right. Can, right. can you feel like the energetic difference in that?
0: Oh yeah. It's expansive.
1: Completely. Yeah. Completely. And it's expansive and it's already done. So then when you say, okay, and whatever that thing is, it maybe you were hedging on, like you were saying, accepting help, Mm -hmm. Right. What's something right now that you aren't accepting help on?
0: Um, I'm creating a planner and I know, I don't even know if it's accepting the help, but asking for the help more so.
1: Yes. Which also stay here because this is so helpful for everybody who's hanging out with us. Receivership is also about the, uh, cyclical nature of give receive. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's all just about, about
0: cycles. Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> it's not just about like receivership, like sit back, like right now my hands are out and I'm like giving more and more and more. It's not mm-hmm. just like that. That is the ultimate result of receivership. Right. But the ask your ability to say, I need help. Right. Your ability to say, yes, I want that. I'll, I'm going to give you this. a really great example at my live event last year. Uh, it was the beginning of 2020 before COVID hit. Um, we're the Human live Growth Event for female leaders and entrepreneurs. I'm on the stage, getting, getting ready to get in session. My one of the volunteers that were on my team uh, asked if I wanted coffee. I was like, "Yeah." I'm on stage. I'm mic'd. The whole thing. Everyone's waiting in the sitting in their seats. Yes, I'd love some coffee. She comes over with the coffee cup, and there's no lid. Okay, silly. You would think, right? In that moment, and then she looks at me, she hands it to me, and she goes, oh, do you do you want a lid? I'll go back and get a lid. Okay? I feel it in my body. My body gets a little bit tight. And the first thought my mind offers me is, you don't need a lid. You're not going to, like, make her go back and get a lid. Like, who do you – that's, like, ridiculous. Who do you think you are? Like, the Queen of Sheba? Like, this is what my – Right? Yeah. Never believe you're thinking. And right there, in like that nanosecond, I stopped, I took a breath and I looked at her. I said, yes, I would like a lid. Thank you so much. She went back and got the lid. Boom. Put the lid on. I can't be, I'm not on stage with coffee spilling out of the cup. Like I, I wanted a lid. I needed a lid. I asked for the lid. Tiny example. That's receivership. That's not listening to the thought. That's minimizing me. That's saying no. It's okay. You can settle. You can censor. You don't need it because the settling and the censorship is driving the inability to receive. The listening to your thoughts that want to make you feel like literally my thought. What are you, the Queen of Sheba? Actually, mm-hmm. I'm leading an empire. I'm Tracy Lit. I'm going to embody the fact that I have served thousands of women globally. That I have a best-selling book. That I have a TEDx. That my work works. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm need gonna a lid myself. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to, right. I, I want a lid. I will yeah. receive the lid. Yeah. That's right? incredible. Absolutely. But I think it's such a great, like example that seems so insignificant. Mm-hmm. A lid. don't mm-hmm. oh, take a lid. Don't take a lid. Yeah. It's monumental in an example of receivership, right? Yeah. So when you think about asking for that support, right? then that becomes a function of what do I need to think to easily ask for that support?
0: Yeah. I think too, as you're speaking about this and maybe this could be a great thing for listeners to do. Maybe this is something you do with your ladies is because I do this in terms of understanding how to build your business. You have to know who you're talking to, right? Like you have to have that avatar, but even bigger, like who, who is my higher self that I think sometimes we block ourselves from even knowing her from having a relationship. And I think if you're able to, to really take the space to identify what the, all the external things too, like, what does she look like? Mm -hmm. Where does she live? What does her office look like? What do her hours look like? How does she work? Uh, How does she embody life? Mm -hmm. What does her team look like? Uh All of that relationships, everything. And to really have that vulnerable moment of getting to know that part of yourself so that you can, just like you said, look up and, and refer to her and be uh-huh. like, yeah. what do you need me to do today? You know, yes. I don't know that I've fully, like, I definitely think I have bits and pieces, but I don't know if I've ever really taken the time. And it's because of fear of like, Ooh, I don't know. Just like I was saying, it's a little scary to think about like, <laughs> totally, totally. Well, yeah. What
1: I love about this is that is the exact gift I have for you. Oh, that's amazing. Gift. So, oh, so that. let me talk about it for a minute. Cause it's so exciting. So it's the, what would she do embodiment audio training? Okay. Okay. So what you're going to get is it's just a gift it's three parts and short and sweet. I think the first one's like eight minutes, 10 minutes, six minutes or something like that. Awesome. The first um, part is me explaining that you cannot have different and stay the same and what that really means from a change perspective. The second part is a beautiful guided visualization of me taking you with gorgeous binaural beats in the background, taking you to meet her. Deep, yummy, emotional. And that part comes with a corresponding worksheet that you download that asks you those kind of questions. Even how does she make offers? How does she walk? How does she talk? What is she available for? What is she not available for? So you come out of the second piece of it, having designed and connected with, you saw her, you met her, you talked to her. And then part three is how do you actually use what would she do as the core question that lives for every decision, every how, right? Every moment. And all you need to do is what would she You go there. Okay. And you I was
0: going to ask like, how yep. do we get this? Okay. What would
1: she and
0: I'll have that linked also. Yep. What would she do? That's amazing. Oh, I'm doing this. Oh my God. I can't wait for you to do it because I'm excited for (laughs) your your
1: soul and your mission. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't wait just so that I can hear your experience of it. Yeah. Thank you for offering that. Oh, it's my biggest pleasure. It's been the biggest needle mover for me. Like I don't ever um, deliver anything I haven't practiced. Yes. Same. Right.
0: hundred mm-hmm. percent. A million percent. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh, once you're connected to her, then you really realize, okay. And it feels so fun and light. It's like, oh, I'm done making my own choices. That's awesome. I'm going to, the only place you're allowed to abdicate your power to is to the next version of yourself. Cause she actually knows better than you because she's already living. She's not living in lack and scarcity and fear and apprehension she's already living in that vision. She's already, she knows, like she knows, like she knows she's abundant. She makes decisions from confidence, right? She's joyful. She's not anxious. She's at ease, right? It's just this gorgeous shift.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. All right. I feel like that's an excellent spot to stop. Yes, I feel like we could just go on and on and on. <laughs> That feels like a really, beautiful wrap up. So tell us how can listeners connect with you, find your work, find you. Yes.
1: The lit factor, um, the lit the lit factor on Instagram, on Facebook, and it's lit with two T's. So it's L I T T.
0: After. Excellent. And I'll have all those links in the show notes, but that's easy enough. I feel like I'm always that podcast listener where when I hear this part, I'm typing it into yes. Instagram. Or it into, yes. Who yes. is this
1: person? Yes. And actually today, well, I don't know when it's airing, but um, I've been doing, I'm starting to do pop-up. What would she do live coaching on Instagram on Fridays? Oh, so, okay. so I have it today and next week. So that'll be kind of tickled throughout. So always come to Instagram because you never know when the next pop-up coaching is going to be. And you can come online
0: with me and we can hang out. That's awesome. I love that so much. Tracy, thank you so much. This was incredible. It's absolutely what I needed today. And I'm, as we were talking, I was thinking this is, I always know there's at least one person, right? There's always one person who needs to hear this today, but I feel like this is, this is a huge message that everybody needs to hear right now. And I just thank you so much. This is incredible. Thank you. I received that from you. I let it in. That's another side note receiving tip, you
1: guys. Anytime something comes your way, say out loud, thank you. I let it in. Thank you. I let it in. Right. So thank you. This has been amazing. I could talk to you for days too. And I know we, I know we will. Yes. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you.
0: Well, I hope you feel as incredible as I did after I had this conversation with Tracy. I hope that you feel inspired. I hope that you feel empowered to know you have what you need to live the life that you want to live. So if you want to access the exercise that she's offered again is whatwouldshedo.com. It is in the show notes. Her book is called worthy human. You are the problem and the solution. It is found on Amazon and you can find her across the board at the lit factor L I T T Tracy. Thank you so incredibly much for sharing your beautiful energy, your wisdom, your purpose, your passion here with us today. It was unbelievably inspiring. And to the listeners, if you are feeling the call to access someone like Tracy, do it. If you're feeling the call to access someone like me, do it or any, anybody else, you know, whatever you're feeling pulled to do, take that action, do the thing. Uh, Layered Growth Business and Layered Growth Academy continue to be available. You can go to my website, ErinJoyceMentoring.com, under work with me. Uh, Layered Growth Business is a course that you can purchase and move through at your own pace. Layered Growth Academy is an intense and beautiful one-on-one mentorship program that is five months long. Uh, I will be opening two more spots for June. And uh, if that's something you want to do, be sure you make a note to get your application in to take one of those spots. It has been life-changing for women, and these programs are built on so much of what Tracy and I talked about, of really pulling back those layers and understanding how to do the work and figuring out the ease instead of the tough climb and not getting to where you want to go it is such a beautiful program based on the layered growth method uh, that is explained throughout my book and it is on my website and just recognizing ultimately that we need to build our life and our business and the things that we want from the inside out and uh, really finding that strong foundation. So thank you so much for taking time to listen. Be sure to take a screenshot and share this episode. If you loved it, be sure to tag Tracy and myself. Again, she is at The Lit Factor and I am at Erin Joyce Co. We always love to know what really resonated with you so that we can continue to share that with you. Uh, Thank you again for being here. I am sending so much love to all of you. I receive you. I thank you for listening. And I am so excited to be back next week. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Hey, guys. Before you go, we have a couple favors to ask. Leave a rating and a review. Your ratings and reviews tell the podcast people that this podcast is worth listening to. And then they help it get to the people who need to hear it. Also, don't forget to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram, at Erin Joyce Co. I love seeing which episodes you love, and you also get to help me get the message out to other mamas that life can be pretty amazing. And if you're not a part of my free Facebook group, be sure to join. It's called Same Boat Huddle. Kind of easy to remember, right? It's the safe space to connect with other women just like you and to also get even more of me. I can't wait to see you there. That's it. Don't forget.
1: Treat Treat others the way way you want to be treated. treated.
0: Have a great week.